Welcome to A Spirit Dead Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Stephen Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Enjoy. Good day and welcome to Healing Ministries International. I'm Pastor Stephen Hockey and I, I am so happy to be with you again today as we continue on the series, Are You Listening? Amen. Just a quick recap on what we have learned so far. So we've been speaking about the different ways through which the Lord speaks to us. So I'm going to name them quickly and then I encourage you, you can go visit our website at www.dionhockey.org where you can go and uh, download or purchase the, the whole series, Are You Listening?, which is in a lot more detail than what we are doing today because of time. But I want to quickly just give you a recap on what we have taught so far. So there are 12 ways through which God speaks to us, and we've gone through nine, and we'll do the last three today. Uh, The first way was through the Word of God. Then God speaks through His Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through prayer. God speaks to us through the still small voice of the Lord. Number five, through the audible voice of the Lord. Number six, through people, which is through prophecy or even uh, knowing or unknowing sometimes where God helps and speaks to many people. Number seven, which we touched on last week, dreams. Number eight, visions. And number nine, we spoke about God speaks to us through different kinds of signs. And I want to get on to 10, 11, and 12 today as we conclude this series. Number 10, uh, before I get into it, I just actually want to open up in prayer today and let's give the glory to the Lord first of all. So Father, we just pray and we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all the viewers that have tuned in from all over the world. Thank you, Lord, that you bless them today as you speak through your word, speak through me today, Lord. I pray right now that as we continue teachings on the different ways that you speak to us, Lord, help us to hear, help us to listen, help us to be on the right frequency when you speak, Lord. Help us to, Lord, be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and that which you are doing every single day in our lives. May the word be revelational and may it have an impact in every viewer's heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So number 10, let's get into it. The 10th way that God speaks to us is through music or worship. I love this way. This is probably one of my favorite ways. Uh, I don't know about you, but when you get into that uh, intimate moment of worship and you can hear the Lord starting to speak to you through music. And uh, I want to give our first verse today. There's going to be a lot of verses, so try and keep up with me. Ephesians 5 verse 18 to 19 says this, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love love that uh, scripture. It's just so powerful. We are to worship the Lord always in songs, in hymns, in spiritual songs. But what I want to touch on, have you ever had the experience of, you know, you've been down the day. It's just like, oh, it's been a terrible day or you needed to hear something from the Lord. And all of a sudden in your spirit springs up maybe an old song, a hymn or uh, maybe a new modern song. But this like song just springs up in your spirit. And as you start singing the words, you don't know why it's in your head. And you start realizing that the words you are singing are the very words that you needed for that moment in time. 
So God uses music as a way through which to speak to us because many times uh, Christian lyrics or songs are inspired by Scripture. That's why I love Scripture-inspired songs, not random made-up songs. We need to have Scripture-inspired songs because Scripture-inspired songs speak the Word of God in our spirits as every time we sing it. So we are declaring God's Word, His promises over our lives, and that is a way that God also speaks to us is through music. So five reasons why God would speak to us just quick because there's other two more I have to get through. Five reasons God would speak through music is number one, to give us confirmation. Because like I said, many times is that you need an answer or you need to get through something for the day and that song comes up in your spirit and God gives confirmation or he gives you a word specifically for that moment. Number two is this, that many times that we can prophesy through music. In 1 Samuel 10 verses 5 to 6, it says, After that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is, and it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from high place with stringed instruments, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. All right, so I'm going to stop there. They, they will be prophesying. Many times, as soon as you start playing an instrument, you start worshiping that a the spirit of prophecy comes upon you. And this happened to David. It happened multiple times in, in, uh, the, in the scripture where I don't know if you felt it that or the worship leader, <clears throat> excuse me, would say that sing a new song unto the Lord or begin to prophesy in, in an intimate moment of worship. So the, the instruments are playing and you feel that there, there are words bubbling up in your spirit and you start speaking or you start prophesying and that's because of the anointing that has come upon you through the power of worship. And many times that is God that allows you to actually speak what he is saying at that moment. So it's prophecy through music. Number three, God encourages us through music. So he speaks confirmation. We prophesy what God is speaking. And number three, he speaks encouraging words to us through the music. What I said earlier, it will be a, a that perfect song. Maybe something went wrong in your life. And uh, just a simple example, Amazing Grace starts playing in your spirit you know you can just sing amazing grace how sweet the sound and you know all of a sudden that guilt feeling goes away all troubles go away and god encourages you through his grace by placing a song in your spirit that is how he was speaking to you number four he, the music leads you to a place of celebration because god is speaking to you celebrate me celebrate me for the goodness that i've done in your life and then all of a sudden without you noticing you're celebrating the the Lord just spontaneously through music because God was drawing celebration out of you. Uh, in Exodus 15 verse 20 to 21, it says, Then Miriam, uh, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Amen. He has triumphed gloriously, and that is what happens. The moment there is triumph in our lives, the moment that happens, God speaks to us through music because He draws a celebration out of us to worship Him. Praise the Lord. 
Number five, he speaks through spiritual warfare. I don't know if you've ever been in, in that state where you get so intimate with the Lord in worship that it transfers into spiritual warfare where you start pulling down strongholds or you start uh, worshiping in the spirit and it just literally gets into a state of spiritual warfare. And I want to show you this very, very cool scripture it's in Isaiah 30 verses 31 to 32. It says this, The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria with his scepter. He will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the music of the tambourines and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arms. I just love that, which means that when we get into, remember, we're not fighting against flesh. It's, we're fighting against principalities, demon spirits, strong men. We're, we're fighting against the, the enemy and all, all of his army. So what happens when we get into a state of spiritual warfare, we start singing in the spirit, we start playing music, and we're starting to you know, pull down uh, strongholds in the spiritual realm. What happens is that with every beat that is played, with every stringed instrument that is played, it says this, Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the music of tambourines and harps as he fights them in battle. So what happens is as we get into that state of spiritual warfare, pulling down strongholds, as we're worshiping the Lord, he binds those and he beats those de demonic spirits to the beat that we're worshiping him. The, I, I just love that to encourage you to to get into a state of spiritual warfare, pull down the walls that the devil has put around your life, and, and God will help you through that, but get into that state of spiritual warfare. So that is number 10, uh, the, the way that God speaks through us. Number 11, God speaks through us through His nature. I love this way uh, of how God speaks to us. I remember um, when... Uh, a couple of years ago, we went down to Cape Town and uh, we, we got the privilege to go up to Table Mountain. And uh, we, we had the last hour slot of the day. And if you go up the last hour slot of the day up, up to uh, Table Mountain, you'll find something amazing. And you'll find that uh, when you go up, it's usually a sunset, the last hour of the day. You'll, it's a sunset. And what happened was we everyone was sitting there. And uh, we were watching the sun, and as it was going down, it was it was just beautiful. And everyone just gets quiet. It's like a silence that hits the top of that mountain. Remember, there's a lot of people, a lot of tourists, and it's going down, it's going down, just over the horizon. And when the sun just dipped away, and you couldn't see it anymore, there, the, a celebration burst out from all the people that were on the mountain, that people were clapping hands and celebrating the beauty that they had just witnessed. The, the thing is that even sinners, people that weren't saved, were giving glory to God through His beautiful creation. And God speaks so much through His nature. God speaks so much, so many things. And I want to show you eight main reasons why God speaks through His nature. And um, the first one being this. He lets us know who He is. Now, God lets us see 
his fingerprints in the grand design you know we in everything that we he builds in everything that he does from snowy mountain tops that are just beautiful deep blue seas from every aspects of his creation you can see the fingerprint of his design you can see him in everything that he has created psalms 19 verse 1 to 4 says this the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies the display His craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make Him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone through the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. So God just proclaiming that He the heavens speak of his creation they speak and if you are listening clearly you'll get many revelations through the creation of god as he speaks about his greatness his wonder his his power and um i i find it just so amazing that you know we can just stand in awe we can stand in awe of god's great design because he reveals to us truths he is speaking about himself he is revealing or putting if i can say it like this his heart on a portrait for all to see because that's what what the lord does he's literally painting a picture for us of his goodness his grace his his wonderful love his power and everything that he cares you know so much for us here on the earth that he created everything that you see for you and for me to enjoy and to just stand in awe of his splendor number two he speaks of his existence in romans 1 verse 19 to 22 and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, Romans 1, verse 19 to 22. They say, They know the truth about God because He has made it obvious to them. I'm going to read that again. They know the truth about God because He has made it obvious to them. Forever since the world was created, the people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made. They can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Again, there is no excuse for not knowing God because God literally created the heavens and the earth to proclaim His existence. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And isn't that so true? Atheists today and all these other people bringing up all these delusions of how the world was created when God from the beginning created the heavens and the earth as a proclamation of his existence. And the Bible declares any person to create random stories um, of creation or anyone who denies the existence of God through uh, what we see, the heavens and the earth that we can see, the Bible says they have become utter fools for not believing the word of god you can be the most clever scientist on the earth that still denies the existence of god the bible declares them utter fools for not believing in the existence of god so the the nature of god speaks of his existence number three he speaks of his role as our provider 
Matthew 6 verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value? Are you not of more value than they? So God is showing us, listen, He takes care of the birds. He takes care of the fish. He takes care of all living creatures on the earth. So are we not more valuable than those things? Are we not more valuable than... Uh, he continues to speak about the, the grass and the lilies of the field. And he, he takes care of his creation. So we do not need to fear that, that you know, God won't take care of us. His promise is that we are more of more value than all those things. And God's promise is to supply all of our needs to take care of us. He is Jehovah Jireh our provider and we can see that through his his nature amen number four he teaches us valuable life lessons i'm gonna uh, read job 12 verse 7 to 11 which says but now ask the beasts and they will teach you and the birds of the air and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you and the fish of the sea will explain to you who among all these does not know that the hand of the lord has done this in though in whose hand is life of every living thing and breath of all mankind so god has given us a lesson and god speaks to us through his animals i know in proverbs um, he also speaks about look at the ants because that is how we are to live like the ant work hard for the things that you want to achieve in this life nothing comes per chance you have to work for it and many other circumstances where god will reveal to us life lessons through his nature that a lot of things are not per chance we can take lessons from nature and we can apply them into our lives every single day amen number five he gives us peace and rest through his nature and i love this jesus is the prince of peace and we know now obviously speaking a lot that the fingerprint of god is in this grand design which is on earth so if the fingerprint of god is on his nature that means that jesus can be found in his nature if we can just look closely we'll know that the prince of peace is found in nature that's why when we go away on holidays we rest and we can find peace in his nature we can find peace and rest when we go out you know you never find rest if you sit at home thinking it's a holiday no that's not rest most of the time you need to get away in order to rest to go sit and take in the nature of god so that you can rest number six he speaks to us about change of seasons genesis 8 verse 22 says while the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. So God speaks to us about seasons, that there are seasons in our lives. There are seasons, yes, sometimes we go through a winter, which is cold. It's, you know, there's not a lot of life. It just tends to get, you know, tough. But there are also summer where it's growing. There's life. There's spring. And God tells us that not everything lasts forever. There's seasons for everything that you go through in life. Number seven, he reminds us of who he is and who we are. Through his nature, he speaks of his greatness. So he reminds us to remain in awe of him, that he is the creator of heaven and earth. Many times we tend to get uh, familiar with the, with, with, with the Lord, and which is so sad because the moment you become familiar, you stop receiving from that source. 
Don't become familiar with God. Remember, He is still the Lord. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And there must still be the fear of the Lord in us to respect Him for who He is. And the, the nature, the, the world, the creation is there to remind us of how small we are and how big He really is. And lastly, His nature leads and guides us to worship, which, which links to number 10 of the 10th way which God speaks us, to us, which um, I can remind you of the, the story I to- told you about when we we're on Table Mountain. And it, it just, His nature just unlocks something within us to worship Him and to celebrate Him. Even those who weren't saved glorified the Lord for His creation without them even knowing it. And that is what it does. God calls to us through nature and asks us and, and actually pleads with us through His nature to bring Him worship and honor for that which He has done. Amen. That's number 11 of how God speaks to us. Number 12, God speaks through circumstances and repeated instances. And uh, I just want to say this this way of God speaking to us. Yes, God speaks to us in in this way to show us, okay, if certain things go bad over and over, maybe there's time for a change in direction. Uh, in Numbers 22, verse 22 to 39, I'm not going to read all of that. We find that the prophet Balaam, um, you know, he was walking with his donkey. <laughs> I don't know if you know the story, but the prophet was walking his donkey and then all of a sudden an angel stood before the donkey. And the, the donkey didn't want to move. And the prophet was getting so angry with his donkey because um, God wanted Balaam to do something different to what he was doing. If you go read, I'm not going to explain all of it. But what happened was that the many times God will put something in front of us that will cause frustration because we are on the wrong path. So what happened was the angel was there and the donkey could see the angel but the prophet couldn't. So he started beating on the donkey and eventually the donkey hid himself, stepped on the prophet's toes. The top The prophet was getting even more angry. He was getting hurt and he was just going through all this terribleness because he was not listening to the voice of God telling him what to do. And many times that is what happens. Circumstances or repeated instances will tell us if you're on the right path or on the wrong path. Same with open doors or closed doors. That is how God speaks to us. He he will open certain doors and close certain doors in our lives to stop us from going in a certain direction or to allow us to go into a new direction. Uh, Numbers 20, uh, no, sorry, I already covered that. Two very important points or truths to remember concerning this way which God speaks to us. It's this. Yes, He does use circumstances to speak with us, but He used it uses it as a way to guide us. I mean, God will not punish us. God God is not a God of punishment. Number two, your circumstances are not always a clear indication of God's plan for your life. Okay, so many times you will experience some things that aren't really always good that doesn't necessarily mean you're on the wrong path so we have to be in tune with what the lord is telling us to do so we know is my circumstances because i'm not obeying god or am i in the will of the lord for where i am right now i mean the sad thing is and the sad reality is that a lot of people get lazy by listening only to this way that god speaks to us if you only listen to your circumstances or that way to rely on a way to which God speaks to you, you will become lazy in listening or being led by the Spirit because the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We are are moved by uh, our faith, not by what we see. 
So if you are continuously living by what you see and not by faith, you're going to miss it. Because a lot of people, and that's a sad reality of a lot of pastors, they, they, they live by what they see and they don't live by faith. And that is why the Lord also said that, you know, in those days that a, a lot of people, you know, they, they work for the Lord, but they will deny the very power thereof. They deny the power of God because they tend to uh, walk the walk by seeing and living through circumstances instead of living in the spirit and listening to what God is telling them to do through the spirit i want to quickly tell you uh, compare to you two situations there's a negative way of looking at circumstances or there's a positive way of how we can handle circumstances or repeated instances number one of negative ways uh, i'm going to read these to you it can be easy to feel and this is what people say it can be easy to feel negative looking at our circumstances especially if we think god is punishing us by teaching us so one way negative people think god is punishing them number two or that they think the devil is attacking me again through my circumstances so they think the devil is attacking them number three you know they maybe feel you are reaping what you sowed for past sins or what you might have done to people so they think uh things are going bad uh, in my life because uh, i did something wrong in the past number four or my favorite uh, my favorite one which is this you know we as christians must be persecuted so i'm going through my persecution right now but that is not a way that god speaks to us this is how i'm going to show you how to handle these situations number one instead of turning you know negative be positive and say if god is testing me you have to think of ways that you can overcome these tests in your life number two if satan is attacking you because of your circumstances you tell him get behind me satan submit to the lord resist the devil and he will flee from you number three if you think or you might be reaping what you sowed in the past it's simple repent of your sins and move on with your life don't linger on and think god is punishing you for what you did repent move on number four and it's this lastly count it all joy and you can easily endure with God's grace because His grace is sufficient for you. Don't linger on trials and tribulation. Know that His grace is sufficient for you. Listen, before we go any further, I want to just quickly say this. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, I want to quickly lead you in a prayer of salvation. Just pray after me today. Say, Heavenly Father, today I confess I am a sinner. And today... I choose to give my life to Jesus Christ. Today I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all my sins. And I believe that Jesus Christ rose again on the third day. I believe that he took all my sins from me. And I believe that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe today that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Say this with me. Father God, I invite Jesus to come and live in my heart. I believe I will not go to hell, but I will go to heaven, and I am a child of God.
Amen. Praise the Lord. We are so happy with you if you prayed the prayer of salvation with us today. I just want to encourage you again to just continue to listen for the Lord as He speaks. He's always speaking. Don't forget to listen. But I also want to say this. You can continue to follow Healing Ministries International. Uh, Pastor Dion Hockey, which is not uh, here today, but you can also follow us. Um, he'll be back again next week to preach another powerful sermon. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And you can also follow us on Telegram. Go on our website and you can find the link to Telegram there where we post a lot of, a lot of good content. And uh, we'll just thank you again for all your support and all those who continue to follow us on a weekly and daily basis. We just pray for you and ask God to continue to bless you in the walk that you are walking and the things that you are doing for His kingdom. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.